All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. First one for 2023. It's been a couple of weeks, but uh, we are just getting back into the swing of things and we thought we'd start it off with a shoot and shit. And we've had quite a lot of jocks on in the past and quite a few apprentices as well. And we thought one of the gun apprentices, especially in New South Wales at the moment, is Zach Lloyd. Good first name, the old Zach. Uh, he's been killing it. He's on a bit of a holiday at the moment, a bit of a suspension, but he has been... Riding winners for absolute fun at the moment. Yeah, killing it. He's a young man. He's obviously got a big racing family around him, especially his old man and brother and that. So we thought we'd get him on. But, uh, boys, I've got uh, all the lads on tonight, so a bit later than normal. And, boys, how are we? Pretty keen to uh, hear from Zach Lloyd, eh, Tommy? I mean, I'll jump in for Tommy for the time being. But uh, at the same time, I mean, New Year, Magic Millions around the corner, I know Zach's suspended at the moment, but he is absolutely low-flying. Is I know we've spoken to Tyler, Dylan, a couple of the young apprentices in the last couple of couple of months, so to speak. Uh, but Zach is wow. Like he, whether it's learned, he's learned it from his old man. I don't know how he's learnt, but regardless, he is flying, and I love to hear what he has to say about it. And what do you think it is, Kyle? Like we've got some New South Wales, especially I think. Um, couple of really good apprentices, especially like four, four of the boys, and there's a couple of the girls flying as well. What is it at the moment? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I think, don't get me wrong, like, I think everyone's kind of... I know, I know as an apprentice, you want to find your own feet, but it is ballsy to come straight to Sydney because, you know, we've already spoken about this countless amount of times. It's one of the toughest jockey rooms in the world, not just the nation, not just the state. The world, right? Like, you, you see someone like J-Mac, who is absolutely killing it anywhere he goes, and some of these boys and girls absolutely thriving and being competitive alongside someone like J-Mac. So I'm not sure what it is, but the whether it's the tutelage that they go through, um, whether it's, I don't know, like the tra- trainers that take them on board, I'm not sure. Like, we've spoken to Tyler about Mark Newnham, and he's, He's turned into like the new age Theo Green. So I'm not sure what it is exactly, but they are absolutely flying and I love it because it just makes it more exciting. We don't want a one horse race. Well, I mean, in, in a betting sense, we want a one horse race. But at the same time, we love a competitive nature. We are, we we love finding the, uh, the ins and outs about racing. And if we can find a price along the way, I mean, we're laughing, aren't we? Couldn't have said it better. Uh, let's get him on. All right, shooting the shit, the first episode of the year. Welcome in, Zach Lloyd, young 19-year-old, probably the youngest we've had on the show. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you guys? Um, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Good mate, our, our pleasure. What have you been doing, mate? We're kicking this off at about quarter past nine at night. You've been um, out enjoying yourself with a little bit of a holiday you're on at the moment? Yeah, well, a little bit of a holiday. <laughs> and, uh, I was out... By the pool majority of the day, we have a nice pool here at the Godolphin Complex. Um, um, but outside of that, I went been playing a lot of golf, so I went to the driving range about seven. And then as we were walking out, me and a couple of Godolphin's work riders, we saw a squash court and decided to go play some squash. So I just had a good hit out there, and as you said, it's quite late now. Be time for bed soon. Mate, what's doing there? Like game of squash, it is proper holiday times, and obviously. <laughs> uh, have you been back home and everything else in between? Because obviously you're just enjoying the you know time around Sydney, I guess, for the time being. Yeah, no, no, I don't don't find a need to go home. Sydney's 
beautiful at the minute. So um, my parents are going on a holiday soon, and um, I thought I'd stay here. I've got myself in a in a bad situation, obviously with suspensions. So I think the best way to do is just work my way out of it and stay stay active and ready for the time I come back. And how not- um, how how is your old man? Uh- Dealing with your success, does he still manage you? And um, how is it growing up with him, um, him riding all those winners and watching him him ride growing up? Yeah, obviously I've been very fortunate in that regard. Um, he manages both myself and my brother Jaden, who's a very very good rider as well, and up in Queensland. Um, but uh, as you said, he was top rider, and it sort of gave me a good insight on what you have to do to be the best and where you, where you want to try aim for. So. It's, Definitely giving me a good goal, and I've, I've had it firsthand, which I obviously want to try to replicate. You always want to be a jockey? I personally don't know your old man, Jeff, but at the same time, he moved over here, I think, about 2007, like the late 2000s, some, somewhere yeah. in between. And obviously, you would have been a you know a young whippersnipper back then. I mean, how's it been kind of obviously growing up in Australia and everything else? Like, obviously, you would have been at a young age at that point, but... Like, did you obviously South Africa is your kind of born and bred? How's yeah. acclimating to Australia been for you? Yeah, well, I lived I lived a quite a adventurous childhood, you could say. I moved and wherever my dad rode, we moved and lived there for a bit. So I probably lived in about six, six or seven different countries growing up, but settled in Australia. Obviously, with just with schooling, it's very very good and good upbringing. It's much better than South Africa. So a bit safer than there. So my parents came here and we sort of set up shop here and stopped the moving and my dad wanted to just ride here until he retired. So for anyone that doesn't know at the moment, you, you are, you've copped a bit of a suspension. What is it? Is it four, about close to four weeks or something? Uh, well, in the Group 3 of the Summer Cup, obviously I was on a pretty good chance in Skylab and uh, looking for a run, I just come out and interfered and, brushed another runner, which created a pretty big knock-on effect, and I interfered with a couple of runners. So I got, I think it was 23 days for that, which is just over three weeks. And then I decided to take that off Sunday's meeting, and then on the Saturday I, I squeezed up another two runners, unfortunately, <laughs> and, got, and got another nine. So it accumulates, I think, a month and a day. It's quite – What did you – I was going to say, what did your old man think of that? <laughs> he was – I won't repeat what he said. Mm. Some profanity <laughs> in the, the conversation after races. I wrote I wrote a treble when I don't think I spoke to him about one winner. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much for to get these suspensions racked up too. And like what we say, you know, it, it can when you've got a livelihood as a jockey, a month is a bloody fucking it's a fucking long time, isn't it? And when it, you do it every day and then it just like cuts off. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. So Exactly as you said, keeping weight. I need a yeah, I need to just go back to square one. I've I've got to do like counselling sessions or something now. Yeah. Because um, I've accumulated so many in a year, so they the stewards have a program where you have to go and speak to a counsellor. So I've got to get those done. And as you said, they, they rack up quickly, and I'm 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 good at racking them up as well. <laughs> um, um, go, Coy. I guess in terms of riding styles and everything else, and you know, the, you you've mentioned your old man and everything else, like. It was someone like, how's it feel to be in the Sydney jockeys room and everything else? How did that all come about? Because obviously, your old man located into Queensland, straight off the back of South Africa and Hong Kong and everything else. Like, yeah, what? 
how how did that come about? Did you just went? Did you just go yourself? And go. I want to be in the Sydney jockey room opposed to being in the Queensland jockey room because you started in Queensland with, I yep. think Trenton Trenton Toby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. And how did that come about? Like, did you just want to do Sydney, or is yeah, is it a bucket list mm. item? What What did you want to do? Yeah. Well, obviously Sydney jockey room is probably the best in the world besides maybe Hong Kong. You could argue. But as you said, I started in Queensland. I was happy to just learn my craft there. And my dad obviously had good connections, so I got good opportunities from the beginning. And I was able to make my mistakes there. So, as you say, like in the country or whatever. And then I've always wanted to come to Sydney. I always had faith in my ability and how I work. is I always want to do the best in what I do. So coming to Sydney, obviously, is top-notch. And um, I got suspended, obviously, as I do in queensland for a month and i uh, came to sydney for a couple of weeks for annabelle she was very good to me and put me on a lot of trials and i just knew darren from hong kong and spoke to darren and he was very um forward of the idea to try getting down here and luckily i landed the best job in the world with the dolphins so yeah. very lucky what about have you got do you ever get um suspended at school <laughs> no i got suspended once at school my mum's very strict she's an Af- <laughs> south african parent so I used to cop a beating with the old whips, you know, like not even like the padded ones, like the, the, the old 1960s when my dad first started them with. So <laughs> I probably need to smack with them now. It would knock me into line. I won't get suspended. Pull you on a line quick. Oh, yeah, those things <laughs> Mate, and um, you got to pinch yourself. Dude. Like I know, I know you put in a lot of hard work, but seriously, how far you've come in that short time? Um, yeah, training with Godolphin and Beadman and. Um, I met you when you rode for Gary Fraser, riding in town, your first meeting at, at Randwick, yeah. riding Rita May, and then you went on and yeah, you're just killing it every Saturday. You're getting triples and doubles, and mate, nice. surely you didn't even think you'd kick off um, flying like that. Yeah, well, I, sorry, to my memory, I don't think I gave Rita May a good, great steer that day, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, mate. <laughs> but um uh, yeah i must say it's happened very quickly um i do feel my riding has gone to absolute skyrocketing levels since moving here from queensland i'm not sure if that's just obviously great mentors behind me and darren and Corey brown um but just being around great jockeys it sort of just made me want to compete a lot better and um i feel the style of racing in sydney suits my riding uh, compared to Queensland, it's very, very fast, and some of the riders, you're not too sure what they're doing, whereas Sydney, it's all very, very good riders. So you can sort of read a race from behind, and it sort of helped me learn quickly. And, um, yeah, no, I must say, it's, it's happened very fast. Even I don't think anyone would have seen me riding this many winners. And, so and mate, um, I've heard Corey talk about you and Dylan specifically, and yeah. just your your judge of timing and like just little questions you have always about when to when to lift a horse or getting that right feel for a horse and I was it Oakfield Arrow you won on that that absolutely flew um one of the Oakfield horses in the four pillars I think and yeah, yeah you, you just judged it perfectly like how much do you rely on Corey and and um yeah all the other jockeys as well is it good to chat to them and just get a sense of um when to take the right time yeah, I think um, obviously Corey's one of the best riders in Australia, so he gives you a lot of great tips and so forth. He's 
very good mentor for the job he has and um probably the, the one of the best supporters and mentors i've had is mr hawks he's um given me a lot of advice and obviously he, he helped darren a lot and he just he always tells me just ride the horse no matter where you are just ride how the horse is feeling the horse will tell you when he wants to go if you've got a good feel you can sort of feel if they're going to run out a good 600 or if they need to be held up to the 300 or the 100 you know so I think it just varies with each horse, and as long as you've got that feel with the horse, it's it's um you, you know what you're doing. Obviously, uh, Corey and Darren have you know they're ex jockeys, so to speak. The environment's completely been you know reshaped by you, like yourself, Dylan, even J Mac, right? So yeah. how how is it right now in the jockey rooms? You know, being side by side by with these people like of this caliber, like it, it must be exhilarating it must be exciting you want to just do one better how, how is everything in the sydney jockey room yeah well <laughs> it's quite funny they I, I feel like reporters as such when they see a lot of apprentice like a, a battle in apprentices they feel like they might not get along with they so forth but they try like get a story out of it but myself dylan and tyler reese we're all very good friends, so it, it brings out the best of one another. We, we laugh in the jockey's room. We, I think we're all going tomorrow to play golf in Gosford, so we're meeting Dylan halfway there. So it's we're all very good friends, and it sort of helps being like that because then you're not so tight race down. You can sort of just ride with a bit of freedom. It's good when you can be good mates, but you also want to get one over of them um, every single Saturday. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm looking yeah, at, sorry. over if I can. Yeah, so look, you're, you're a pretty young man, and you've only been in the saddle for a while. It was only two years ago you were riding, you know, at Dolby and those sort of places. Within yeah. a year or a year and a half or something, you're riding at Randwick, Rose Hill, Warwick Farm, these meetings. Does your dad emphasise yeah. how blessed you are? Like, he was a jockey for a long time, riding for who knows what prize money. Now you're riding at a time where the prize money is... Honestly, a piss take in New South Wales. It's amazing. Yeah. Does he just emphasise yeah. that to you, go, mate? How lucky you are. You need to stay on the stay on track. You need to do all this. Does he um often let you know how lucky you are? Yeah, for sure. He's um obviously been there, done that. And he knows how how quickly it can all go wrong. Um, so he, I must say he's very good and trying to keep me grounded, especially when I have these good meetings and such. Um, just ride each race as it comes. And Darren's very good at it too. He makes sure I'm staying on the right path, Mr. Hawks as such. So having all these great people around me sort of, if I, if I mess up, it's all me. So as long as I just listen and don't get a big head, which I'm doing my best and not doing, just listen to the pros. So <laughs> it, it, I sh- it should all go well. And growing up, did you sort of do any other sports? You play like footy or soccer or was um, horses your, like your yeah. main thing? No, well, I say horses are hard to get into until you're older, unless you're doing like the show jumping side, which I never did. Yep. So I, I was very, very sporty. I played soccer at quite a high level. Cricket, I was very good at until, funny enough, Vin Cox, who's obviously boss man at Godolphin, um, he's other, I'm great friends with Vin and his son, Charlie. I, I was in the cricket team with him in, in like under 14s and the Queensland and Australian side. Wow. And he was, he, he, he was, I must say, the dude that made me quit cricket. He was so fast. He would bowl like 130 at under 14. So once the ball started coming Jesus. to my hand, I was too smart and I, just, I gave that sport up. Um, it's a shame, I, mate. I the South Africans could use some batters at the moment. 
<laughs> Better question: Who did who did you barrack for? Did you go for the Aussies or for the Saffers this series? This series, Australia. I'm not fighting a losing battle, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. I used yeah. to go for South Africa when they had good players like AB and Hashim Amla, but now they've got a terrible side, and they, they yeah, there's no point cheering, cheering for a losing team. Completely, completely off topic. You see that David Warner got player of the series. You think that's play on? <laughs> no comment. It's bad, isn't it? Isn't I found that I found that so bizarre. What did he get? Zero, three, oh, two hundred and ten. His, his two hundred was iconic, but um, it was obviously a great, great knock. But the other, yeah, the other three innings were questionable. I think Travis. Oh, had and for Zach, it, it was fucking awful. Uh, yeah. I think it was a travesty. <laughs> Um, who do you, who do you guys reckon should have won it? Travis Head. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. He was I reckon it could have been any other three. It could have been Pat Cummins. It could have been anyone else but Dave Warner. Steve Smith. It was a yeah. one innings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Steve Smith. Exactly. I go with so, Head. Yeah. Head, head's last innings was great. Just playing like a T20. We should do a jockey T20. We did. Well, before I come here, we did a. We went to have like a jockeys versus. Um, in Queensland, it was like a jockeys versus. Country versus city jocks. Yeah, nice. But then it ran, so we have to do indoor cricket, which no. wasn't the same. That's like French cricket. That's not, that doesn't count. Yeah. Mate, you've got so many family uh, in, all in the jockeys, the Schofields and Robbie yeah. and, and everyone. Were you ever a chance to go into this um, this big school, this South African jockey school that we all hear of? Mm, not, not myself. My brother went for about 10 months and it was very good for him. Because he's very laid back, so doing it every day really helped switch him on and um, got him to learn quite quickly. But myself, I, I must say, I'm I'm, I'm too uh, of a family. I miss my family too much. I'd be a little wimp. So no, I couldn't do it. Uh, and the, the bit of horror stories coming out of there, I hear they're very tough with that. School. Well, used used to be. My dad's time, they used to be very uh, like a lot of bullying and stuff. But when Jaden went there, it was, it's quieting down a lot now. And uh, just going on that as well, mate. Like, um, obviously, Dad's ridden everywhere. What, what's a goal for you, mate? Have you got a goal? There's somewhere you'd really like to ride, or a race you'd really like to target. Is there um, something down the track that you'd like to? Yeah, yeah most sure. The race I probably most like, most like to win is probably the Durban July. My dad won. Obviously, every group one you can think of multiple times on in South Africa, but the Durban July evaded him. Well, obviously, his whole life he. Went back when he was in his last year riding to ro- try win it, and he ran second. Yeah. So, if I win that, that'd, that would be quite unreal. You'd love to show off. You'd be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I have one up him, so I don't think I'm going to ride six thousand winners like he did. So, stuff you, old man. Here's one for the mantelpiece. Oh, how good! <laughs> I I'd think... give him the trophy just to rub it in too. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing we sort of asked a lot of the jocks is if we if we ignore prize money, what's one race that you would love to win in Australia? So. Obviously, some people have said the Cox, and I think Tyler said something like the Sydney Cup. Am I right, Coey? Like, randomly said the Sydney yeah. Cup? He yeah. definitely said Sydney Cup, and yeah. I just went, well, you, well, he's not wrong. It's actually the most achievable group one, I think, in the Sydney calendar. Yeah, so, right. like, it, that, that, that is setting, you know, a relative benchmark. And he, he did mention the fact that he didn't mind riding stayers, whilst <laughs> most jocks want to go hard and fast and you know whether it's an Everest whether it's a yeah. TJ or anything like yeah. that definitely one of them saves a lot more effort well <laughs> let, let's say let's say every single race is Everest prize money what's the race you'd love yeah. to win in Australia taking prize I'd, I'd say the Everest but 
just because it's the biggest crowd and yep. I think probably the best atmosphere. And so, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd stick with the Everest, even if it was not worth as much as it is. Do you reckon In Secret could win it this year? Mm. Yeah, most, most definitely, for sure. I think we have a lot of well, good, very, very top-class horses targeting and with the other horses probably reach their peak as such at, at this time. I think, um, obviously, James, you can never count him up. His horses improve lengths and lengths every prep. So um, if it's not a secret, I'm sure it can be another horse in the blue colours. So. Who's, who's your favourite one you've ridden for them um, that really gives you a sense of um, this is a champion horse? Oh, I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm trusted that, that well yet to ride those top, top, top horses, like the animals and such. But um, I must say Spacewalk gave me an outstanding feel when I trialled them one day at I think it was Wyong. Yep. I think it was Wyong. He, he, yeah, he's in for a very, very good prep, I think. Speaking of good horses, well. speaking of good horses, I mean, uh, obviously you're learning your craft and everything else, but you've ridden, I think you rode Nugget last start, didn't you? Mm. Uh, two starts back. He went to two starts back. A list of days. Yeah, yeah, two, two starts back. Like, I mean, I, I want to know more about this horse personally. Yeah, like, I, I mean, horse. he, yeah, like, he, <laughs> It's got all the scope that need, like the pedigree, everything else that comes with, you know, the UK background, and everything else. It looks, yeah. it's well, well fitted to Australian racing come autumn. How did he feel riding two starts back? Yeah, as you said, he's absolute superstar. I think he's, I think he's by Sir Uni, which is obviously a great, great sire. Um, so he's, yeah, he's got the pedigree. And yeah, again, he outstanding. I was very lucky to get the ride. Or she was favourite for the England that day, I think. And yep. Didn't get, didn't make the, the race. So I was fortunate enough to get the ride. Um, he's my buddy. He's my wallpaper on my phone. So <laughs> mate, I love that. Very, very good horse, and yeah, wherever he goes, I think he'll be very hard to beat. And yeah, that day he, um, a friend of ours who jumps on the podcast sometimes, um, has a share in Steely. So you you beat you beat him. He's been hanging for a big win lately, and Steely <laughs> just cannot get the chockies. And that was Tyler riding Steely that day, I think, too, from memory. Yeah, Tyler riding Steely for sure. Yeah, brutal. Um, so what's next, mate? So what have we got um, coming up to autumn? What's one of your favourite autumn races? To me, one of my all-time favourite races is the TJ. I just love it just because of my um, effect. <laughs> I've just obsessed with Chautauqua and the three wins. But oh, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I've got a really, really <laughs> soft spot for him. Obviously, we've dealt with Tommy a lot on the podcast here as well. But when you're leading, yeah. link, leading towards um, autumn, what are some of the races you're pumped and hope to be riding in? Yeah, well, I'll be happy just to get back to race riding and cooling yeah. down and trying to get them suspended. Yeah. Um, but I'll be happy if I just get a ride in any of those races. I can't be too greedy and trying to, trying to pick and choose which one I want to win, but I'll be happy just to get an opportunity and maybe a nice source of a chance or so. Just, just to ride in the race will be good so i'll take any of the group ones take anything take anything um we've we've sort of <laughs> asked this a lot to um a lot of the jocks and a lot of the older ones have different answers to you young boys we always talk about social media and um how you can be a hero one race where you know how good zach lloyd is flying and the next race you might ride a shocker and yes. cop abuse on social or whatever and we understand a lot of the the elder boys have always said we never go out to ride a bad race we want to win every single race yes we can stuff up yes we know when we've ridden a bad race but have you dealt with any of that? Has your old man sort of like told you how to deal with it? Because 
I guess he didn't probably grow up with social media and how what you would now, but it can be quite yeah. vulgar at times, especially if you sit on like racing Twitter, which can be um, quite sickening. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's 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 character building for sure. It's, yeah, uh, as you said, like the last couple of weeks, I've ridden trebles and one race you wouldn't ride a race so well. And you're scrolling, you see Zach Lloyd, Zach Lloyd's great, Zach, and then you just get a terrible bombing. It's it's yeah. I, I find it quite amusing. I actually quite enjoy it. I like some of them. They, just to eager them on, just to let them know I've seen it. Yeah. But um, obviously, I never replied back to them, never give them the satisfaction of knowing they're getting to me. So it's um, I don't mind it. I think it's all it's always in sport. It happens at the cricket. Obviously, David Warner's probably getting a lot of backlash <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I find it quite enjoying. I think it's it's part of the game, but some some of them can go a bit too far. And I think you're lucky you've got the the, the the jockey room that you do have and the family that you do have to sort of fall back on that and say, you're not just like a one-off. There's a lot of jocks out there that don't didn't come up, grow up in the racing industry and stuff, so it can yeah. um it can be pretty fucked at times, to be honest. Um, yeah. What else, mate? What of um if you weren't a jock, were you were you good at school? Did you finish your twelve? How'd you go? Yeah, I finished my mum, as I said, she's very strict. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I finished school and finished with quite high marks and distinctions and whatever. I, was, I, was, I, was, I skipped the grade in school, so I was lucky I finished quite oh, young yeah. still. Half your luck. Um, yeah, so I would probably, probably go to university, but I don't really no see rush. the sense in university as such, but... Yeah, I'd have to do something with sport and be active because I couldn't stand sitting at an office. You don't want Fair a desk enough. job. Uh, no. I was, was, was going to ask, Zach, I mean, at the moment, right, so have you do you keep tabs on the Metro Jockey Champ, like Premiership at the moment, whilst you're on the time off and everything else? Um, probably not now because it's, it's quite depressing just seeing your name dropping down. <laughs> But um, when I first came here, obviously I didn't quite look at it as closely as I am now because I wasn't expecting myself to do as well as I had have. Um, but now I'm there. It's sort of, it's always great to have goals and stuff. And I'm looking at obviously winning the apprentice title, which yep. would be a quite a big achievement. Just with obviously the lack of just, connection I had when moving here and I started two months later than everyone this season but um, probably a bigger goal I'm trying to look at is trying to run second in the whole premiership I think that would be quite a great achievement to obviously run behind McDonald um, so yeah, yeah well like put put it in perspective like you're serving your little holiday right now yeah. and at the end of the day you're one win behind Tyler so you can just keep swinging that thing around to Tyler's, you know, face going, you know, I'm only one win behind at the tick. <laughs> Obviously, you've got a couple more weeks to fulfill, yeah, to so serve. to speak. But, yeah. but like, at the end of the day, mate, you, your strike rate is unbelievable, so to speak. I mean, just in the metro landscape, so to speak, anyway, J-Max at 21% strike rate, which is enormous. So one in one in five rides, he's getting a – he's talking a winner. You're, yeah. You are 20.9%. You are 0.1% off J-Mac at the moment. For, uh, yes, I get it that it's for essentially about 60 less rides, but what you're doing right now is unbelievable. And, I mean, go get that apprenticeship <laughs> ship title, would you? If we could bet on this, I would have been 
chalking you down a long time ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm doing well for sure. It's quite surprising to me. Like I've got a, obviously I'm getting very good rides. My dad's doing a great job of my managing. Um, oh. one in five rides. Yeah, it's 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 quite um surreal because it's just ten races on a Saturday. You're sort of looking at a double every Saturday, which is very very good. You'd be happy with one, but um, just got to stay out of the steward's room. That's the main goal. The winners will come and. Just need to calm myself down a bit. Just calm down. I mean, in the in the landscape of things, I mean, I guess in terms of suspension rooms, um, stewards, so to speak. I mean, I think Nat, we spoke to Nash probably a month or two ago, and he feels the same. But at the end of the day, mate, I know you're uh, are you still a two kilo climber at the moment, Zach? Yeah. So I've ridden thirty one and thirty one, I think it is. Um, yep. And then fifties when you get down to one and a half. So. Still so Still got nine to play with, and yeah. you look at, in terms of comparisons with Nat. Nash is on about, I think he's on about sixteen percent, if I recall, and you're still hitting above him. So, mate, you you got great guns. That's, that's yeah. all I see. As I think, regardless, maybe don't go up and just tell him that to his face either. Yeah, you, you can say that. I won't be saying that. <laughs> Before we wrap up, mate, what I want to know, like, sort of growing up, what was your favourite horse growing up? Would you, do you have a favourite race or a winner or something that really just got stuck in your mind? Yeah. Uh, obviously, my dad winning the Hong Kong Mile on Able One. That was a great yeah, race. Sick. Yep. Huge. It's, it's a massive, massive race. Um, otherwise than that, I just, I must say, I, I probably didn't have, like, a, a diehard horse that I absolutely fanboyed. I just love big races and I've watched racing all over the world so would you ever consider yeah, looking to yeah would you ever Hong consider Kong riding because, overseas yeah Hong Kong for sure that's an absolute dream everyone says it yeah um, look at Zach that, you can be the another Zach yeah you can be at, at another Zach over there <laughs> yeah hopefully but um, once he he leaves it'll leave a big big <laughs> void and hole so big void hopefully oh. another Zach can fulfill that whether that's, whether that's me or you, Zach. Yeah, I'll be over there. No worries. <laughs> I'll just have to lo- lose a bit of weight. I'd say Purden will... Uh, I, Zach Purden's probably looking to retire soon enough anyway, so... Do you reckon? I know he's young. Yeah, I think he will. Um, he's pretty... He, he wants to bring his kids back home to get a high school education over this way, so I've yeah. got a feeling. A little he's bit of an owns all of Coffs Harbour anyway, he, uh, making all his money in Hong Kong. How do you spend um, your wealth now, Zach? You're starting to get a bit of money coming in. Are you into your cars or anything like that? Mum takes it all. <laughs> yeah, I don't get any of it. It goes all into a trust account yeah. in New South Wales. So I just live off my Godolphin weekly wage, it's a, um, which it's get, pretty, gets me passed. It's pretty good, that. How, what, how does that work? Yeah, it's when you stop being an apprentice, you get it or something? Yeah. Yes. You, can, you, can, you have to fill out a form to... Get money out because, like, I've invested in quite a fair bit of property. Yeah. Um, but otherwise than that, you, it's these they look after and you get it when you're done. Your apprenticeship. Smart. It's a smart way to do what's, it. Well, what's it the is. first thing you get to buy when you <laughs> when you you get it or surely you got it, something lined up? Uh, I've got a pretty nice car at the minute, so I, I don't don't feel like I need to upgrade my car. Golf clubs. Um. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I'm addicted to golf at the minute, and I must say my clubs aren't, aren't the greatest. When I hit a bad shot, at least I can blame my clubs. But yeah, um, yeah probably nothing, nothing too serious. Sweet, that's way too smart at a young age. <laughs> um, 
I'll be honest with you. I would be me being well, at nineteen. You don't want to look back at the account there. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, just say you got a hundred grand when you were ninety. What, what would you look to like? Oh, Gary Coy. Me, I would have been on a, a some holiday at a sunny destination for whether it was two weeks or whether it was six months. It wouldn't matter. It would be it would be all a flash. Put it that way. It would be that, um, piss it up against that's a wall. Smart. Oh yeah, definitely a piss. It'd be all gone before I came back. <laughs> Money, paper, papers, trees. It's always there. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, what um, boys? You got anything else for Zach? Getting late? Anything else? No, I mean it's been a good chat for me. Good work. Pretty cruisy, Tommy. You guys, you guys are very, very cruisy. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. Very professional of us. <laughs> um, I think Tommy, you wanted some goggles the other week. You didn't receive, didn't you? Uh, I, I knew you were on uh, suspension. I thought I might be able to yell out at Canterbury and try and get your goggles, but I think you went the other way. And I was amongst <laughs> oh, all really? the drunk people. I was amongst all the drunk people anyway, so I, I know why you're uh, ignoring us. Uh, <laughs> mate, if you had long blonde hair, then you might have got the goggles. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, not. it's long and orange. It's close. Yeah, stra- <laughs> strawberry blonde, strawberry blonde and long. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, mate. Um, it's been a good, uh, all the best. You've got a couple more weeks of suspension and then we roll straight into into your autumn rides and stuff. But, mate, you're flying. Keep it yeah. up. Try and stay out of nah, the suspension thanks. rooms and stay yeah, away from stewards before and just keep it to a hello and goodbye and all the best, buddy. Yeah, no, thank you guys very much. Thanks for having me on. Oh, on you, Zach. Cool, mate. Very good. Thank you. See ya.